Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The NBA has released the full schedule now and plan for the in-season tournament. We're going to break that down and what it means for the Chicago Bulls and their upcoming schedule in that tournament. We're also going to talk about why it's important that Zach Levine replicate his second half of the season's success for the Bulls to really reach their ceiling. We're going to talk about all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the NBA has released now the full plan and schedule breakdown for the first in-season tournament. And we're going to talk about the rules first, and then we're going to talk about the schedule for the Chicago Bulls and how they kind of fare and the expectations around there. So the way that the uh, in-season tournament is now broken down is that all 30 teams are broken into six groups um, of five. And so each team plays four group, I mean, four games at the group stage, two at home, two on the road, against teams within its group. The group stage games will be held on Tuesdays and Fridays in November. Now, where it starts getting a little interesting at is that the top team from each group advances to the knockout stage, but then the best team from each conference not to win their group advances into as a wild card. Uh, and that will give eight teams for the knockout stage. The 22 teams that don't make the knockout stage will get regular season games added back to their schedule, so that way that they can reach the 82-game mark. Now, the quarterfinals are going to take place December 4th and 5th, December 5th being my birthday, so it looks like we're going to be breaking down in-season tournament games on, on my birthday. But the quarterfinals are uh, uh, December 4th and 5th. Uh, the locations of the quarterfinals are determined by the teams that are that have gotten out of the group stage and advanced to the knockout round. The semifinals take uh, place on December 7th, and the finals on December 9th, those both take place at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Each player on the team that wins the uh, NBA Cup uh, earns $500,000 with $200,000 apiece going to players on the running up team. So that's kind of how it all lays out. It's not really complicated. It sounds more complicated in the explanation than what it really is, but it's pretty straightforward. And now we're going to talk about how the, the group play is breaking down for the Chicago Bulls because I tell you what, it is going to be a tough one for the Chicago Bulls. We face the Nets, the Magic, the Raptors, and the Celtics in the group stage play. Now we face the uh, Nets, on uh, November 3rd, the Magic November 17th, the Raptors November 24th, and the Celtics November 28th. Now, our record against the Nets last season was 3-1. So, you know, we I think most of those wins coming against the team before they traded, I think we only played the team twice after they traded away Kyrie and KD. But the Brooklyn Nets are the type of team that gave the Bulls fits last season. Uh, young teams, fairly young teams, that have a lot of depth, that just play scrappy, and play the game well on both sides of the ball. They, they give that effort, and so that's not going to be an easy game for the Chicago Bulls. They cannot overlook um, th that team, and they're going to have to come in, even though we had a winning record against them last season. You do not want to let that young team come in and just snatch it away from you, and that's if, you know, this whole in-season tournament thing, I've, I've kind of 
found it hard to really get motivated over. Like, I love the fact that the NBA is adding, you know, more importance to what is basically regular season games, right, that could turn into more with the NBA Cup. And so, you know, we'll end up seeing what that ends up being. But, like, the Bulls, as far as those individual matchups, you cannot overlook the Brooklyn Nets team. That is the exact type of team that gave the Bulls fits at times last season, or really over the last two two years. Young teams that just don't back down have always given the Bulls fits since this version of that Chicago Bulls team came together. And that same thing goes with our next game in group play. November 17th against the Magic. We were 1-2 and two against the Orlando Magic last season. And the Orlando Magic really have played us really well over the last two years. When you look at specifically the fact that they are still a young team, they have a, a player in Paolo Benchero, like who, you know, you do not want to let get going at all. That is the type of player that absolutely has given the Bulls fits. But then you have a player in Wendell Carter that's always motivated when he sees the Chicago Bulls on the schedule because of how that relationship ended, right? And so ever since the Magic City game, I've really been, I, I can't stand the Orlando Magic, Mr. Magic City. Shout out to Jalen Suggs on that one, right? But the Bulls, this is, again, another type of team that gives the Bulls trouble. The Bulls cannot not overlook this team, regardless of what their record is. Yeah, one of the worst teams in the NBA last season. But guess what? They have a winning record against you. You cannot allow that team to come in and really just outwork you. And that's what we saw so often from the Chicago Bulls last season, is that they just got outworked on top of just not taking three-pointers and how much that hurt the team at times last season as well. The Bulls have to be locked in. And the next up on the roster, the Toronto Raptors. This is a team that, uh, we went one and two against last season, but we found our success. We had probably the, one of the better games that we've had in the season against them in the play-in tournament. So I guess if you want to say we were two and two against the Toronto Raptors, but this is another team that you know has given the Bulls fits. Their defense, their length at times has absolutely bothered Demar Derozan at times, which you know we we need him to get going. Has bothered uh, Zach Levine, but I will say this: right, as much as I have issues with Billy Donovan and his coaching, one of the best games I've ever seen Billy Donovan make adjustments in was the second game, I believe, against the Toronto Raptors last year where we attacked them before their defense got a chance to set up, right? We attacked the, we attacked their defense there. We played solid uh, on the boards and defensively. We got out in transition, and we took nice, open, and, and high-percentage shots before that defense got a chance to set up. Now, the Toronto Raptors are another team that, you know, are, uh, their fan base and a lot of people around the NBA are waiting to see Who's going to make that next leap? Is Scotty Barnes going to take now that leap that many people wanted to see him from last season? But the Bulls can, we can fight with the Toronto Raptors, right? Especially, you know, seeing how with the additions of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig and that three-point shooting is going to help kind of stretch the floor at times for the Chicago Bulls against a team like the Raptors. But again, in group play, the Bulls cannot overlook the Raptors. They're going to have to come in prepared with the game plan. And, you know, we'll see. And then lastly, against the Boston Celtics, November 28th, we were 2-2 two and two against the Celtics last season. And really, since this version of the team kept come together, we've played the Boston Celtics pretty tight and closely in almost every game we faced off against them. So, you know, that's going to give, the, you know, have some confidence coming into those games because of the matchup or whatever else. Now, they have made changes, as did, you know, every team on this list. The Toronto Raptors, I forgot to mention that they changed their head coach. So, you know, we'll see how that change the head coach really impacts their level, their their play style. But the Boston Celtics adding Kristaps Porzingis, a player that can get you a double-double with 28 points at times, like in the paint, and how does he play with Vooch? But again, this is a game where the Bulls have had some success against this team. They're going to have to play well defensively. They're going to have to be locked in. We're going to also have to see how heavily, how seriously these teams take these in-season tournament group games. But the, the, the 
group stage is not going to be easy for the Chicago Bulls. These are all teams that the Bulls have had some successes and had some struggles with as well on, on in basketball games. So, you know, I, overall, like I said, I'm not overly excited about this tournament, in-season tournament. It kind of is what it is, and maybe it does turn into something. Maybe you do see, because of the added value to these type of things, that maybe players do take it a little bit more seriously. But overall, you know, if I had to get the Bulls, put a, put a percentage chance on the Bulls making it out of this tournament and making it into, like, the semifinal player or whatever, I'll give the Bulls a solid, like, 48 to 50% chance of making it out just because I do like the like like our matchups against these teams on paper, especially now with our additional three-point shooting. But we have still not seen this Chicago Bulls team maintain a certain level of, of, of play, at least not yet. So let me know what you guys think, though. Is it like the in-season tournament, has this, like, added – you know, excitement, taking away excitement from it for you. Are, how are you looking at that in-season tournament? I want to hear from you guys and how you feel on that in, on the NBA's in-season tournament heading into the inaugural one. So let's go ahead and we'll, we'll move on from that now. Now, I, a, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how important it is for Zach Levine to really have a injury-free season, right? And to really t- do what he did in the second half of last season and, and make that more what we see from him for a full season. And I want to go over the exact numbers of that, right? And shout out to uh, Bleacher Nation. I think this is where most of these numbers come from. Uh, over the last 45 games of the 2022-23 season, Zach Levine averaged 26.4 points per game, 4.6 rebounds, 4.3 assists per game, and shot 50% from the field, over 50% at 50.2, and 37% from three-point range. We've talked about before, Zach Levine flirting with being that 50, 40, 90 player and how that is the elite stat as far as offensive offensive production and efficiency. We need to see Zach Levine have a full season close to that level of production. And then when you look at it from January 2nd of last season right to the end of the regular season, uh, Zach Levine scored the third most points in the NBA, third behind only MVP Joel Embiid and Dame Lillard, who we know it's Dame time. Dame definitely knows how to fill it up, right? And so we saw Zach Levine have 14 games of six assists or more with an 18.6% assist percentage, which ranked in the 89th. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill percentile in all of the NBA. Zach Levine, we've talked about it. I've talked about it. He has that potential to be a top 10 player in the league as far as scoring and efficiency, right? We've seen Zach Levine 
have hugely efficient seasons. Really, the season before Alonzo Ball and, and DeMar DeRozan and Alice Caruso came here was probably the most efficient season that Zach Levine has played. Now, we've dealt with injuries over the course of that time, right, of course. And, and ultimately, Zach has to find a way to make those glimpses that we've seen from him the full season for Zach Levine, right? And nobody's saying that he needs to go out there and score 30 points every single night. But what we need to see from Zach Levine is when the Bulls do need uh, uh, somebody to put the team on their back, we need to see Zach Levine be able to live up to that a little bit more consistently and give us those performances that we need to see at times like that. And we just have not seen that consistently from Zach Levine. We know what Zach can be, right? And we know what he's been in flashes. But some of the biggest questions around Zach, the late game turnovers, we need to see that eliminated. Can we get a sustained level of play from Zach Levine? And kind of one of the things that brings everything home with Zach when it comes down to performances like that is let's, let's look at the playing tournament last year. Zach Levine against the Toronto Raptors in that playing game last year, he scored 39 points, 30 of which came all in the second half, going 12 of 22 from the field in that game and almost single-handedly helping the Bulls win that game. Again, putting the team on, on his back in a way that we absolutely needed at that point in time. But then when you look at the second playing game for the Chicago Bulls, right? The game against the Miami Heat, the game that would have potentially sent the Chicago Bulls into the playoffs. Like, yes, we saw Kobe and everything, but in that game, Zach Levine gave us a total of 15 points, right? 15 points did Zach Levine give us in that game. That was not going to cut it. He was over like six from three-point range. That's what we mean by how Zach Levine and his play is not sustainable. Zach Levine does not always show up in the biggest games. And that's what we need to see from Zach going into the season against the Miami Heat in the elimination game. Six for 21 from the field. He scored 15 points, 0-6 from three-point line, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, and five turnovers. That's the next level that we need to see Zach Levine get to. Can we bet on you in the biggest and most important games? Can you be a player that puts that team on your back? We all know. Everybody's made the conversation, and it's still valid. Is Zach Levine a number one on a championship team? No. But let's not let that confuse us from how Zach Levine playing and being the number one or 1A, 1B, whatever you look at on this team, how him playing at the highest that he can ups the ceiling for the Chicago Bulls. Now, some could say, all right, what, does, what is that ceiling with this Bulls team? And, you know, we still have to see that with the additions and three-point shooting and does a player like, you know, Patrick Williams and Kobe White take a lead because it's not all on Zach to just up that ceiling. But consistent play from Zach Levine absolutely helps get the Bulls to that next ceiling. And I think when you really look at it, too, we do have to. It would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that we have not seen this team have a fully healthy season since it came together. The Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine injury in the first season. Zach Levine starting off last season injured. Uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan dealing with his uh, injury most that, most that season, right? Can Alice Caruso finally play above 68 games for the Chicago Bulls, right? Like, we need to see relative health throughout the roster. I'm not putting the Bulls' full success all on Zach Levine. But what I am saying is that a Zach Levine that's locked in, that's eliminating some of the issues that we've had with him as a player over his time, definitely helps up that ceiling. Now, that is paired with health. That is paired with better play. I, I, I wish I could say better coaching, but I don't really look at Billy Donovan as and expect better coaching for Billy Donovan. I just don't. Billy Donovan is who he is at this point. But, like, 
Kobe taking uh, another step in his growth. Patrick Williams taking a, a step in his growth as well from what he added last season and being our most uh, consistent three-point shooter and an elite on-ball isolation defender, right? We need to see more from that from the team overall. So I'm not saying that everything lies on Zach Levine. But, yes, we know the Bulls aren't a championship team. And Zach probably isn't an, a one on a championship team. But for this team to reach the ceiling that they have, right, for a full evaluation season, we need to see Zach Levine be more locked in and and duplicate that second half success over a full season. Again, like I said, on top of multiple things. Like, and how this team comes together now with Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, they're at a point of attack defenses, their their three-point shooting that they have, their ability to not back down. You can bet on a a certain level of play from them night in and night out. That's going to help this team tremendously as well. Can we see growth from the young players? Can we see this this core three learn to play better together? Can we see Billy Donovan be a little bit better with adjustments, right? I don't expect him to completely change everything, but a Zach Levine is highly important to that. And I think that sometimes that as Bulls fans that are so zoomed in on this team, that watch this team night in and night out, that we focus on just the issues with teams. And that's not right. That's not a wrong thing to do. But like Zach Levine is so important and can be such a big part of this team making it further, right? And when you talk about what is the ceiling for this team, I mean, it's going to remain to be seen how this version of the team now comes together, right? But, like, the, the Bulls should be able to go from a team that is actually, from that was a playing team that didn't make it out the plan to a team that hopefully can avoid that playing tournament and, and fight, fight, uh, actually win more than one game in the first round series, right? But, all right, that's my thoughts on that. Let me know what you think, guys, down below. What are your expectations for Zach Levine going into next season? But before we go, I got to talk about this just because it's now popped up on the national media stage, right? And betonline.ag actually now has the Bulls with the second best odds at negative 600 to trade for James Harden, second only to the Clippers that are negative uh, two, minus 250. But when it comes down to it, and I've said this, and I want like I get the, the talk around it, this Bulls team is not trading for James Harden, and they shouldn't. Our tourist Karnasova, our president of basketball operations, values high character guys and there's nobody who has more questionable character than James Harden in the NBA right now there's no way that the Chicago Bulls that are in asset protection mode rightfully so because they gave up so many first round picks to to come build this version of the team which is largely underperformed they've they've given up too much to where I do not see the Bulls giving up assets for a player in James Harden who literally can ask for a trade months after you trade for him. The Bulls aren't going to do that, right? And I, I get it. There is conversation to be made about how if you were able to flip Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, how James Harden in his three-point shooting, his seven threes per game, his assists definitely help up the Bulls ceiling. I think at that point you move probably Patrick Williams to the three, Torrey Craig to the four, or vice versa on that, whatever it is. And that Bulls team potentially could have a regular season ceiling of over 50 wins. But the fact of the matter remains James Harden, while one of the better regular season players in the NBA, is one of the most question marks in the playoffs that you can ask for from a high-level player in the NBA. And while adding James Harden to the Chicago Bulls would be a hell of a team on 2K, do not get me wrong, the dubs on 2K with that, with that team would be astronomical. But in reality, in practice, you have to manage personalities and how you build a team, the character of that team is just as important. There's no way that a prima donna like James Harden that this front office makes a trade for where they have to give up assets. And to say, add to that, I don't think any team right now should give up major assets unless you just have a $40 million expiring contract for a player that you don't plan to use that you should trade for James Harden. 
I think James Harden should have to be should should wait until he goes through free agent and have to, free agency and have to negotiate with teams and find out what his value really is. Because I tell you what, a team giving up assets for a player like James Harden right now could be could be franchise suicide depending on what you give up. And especially if you're giving up young players at a, at a, at a time like that. And unless unless uh, uh, James Harden is going to come for over the Bulls and it's just going to come down to maybe flipping Lonzo Ball's contract for it, which doesn't match in the salary cap. There's no interest here. From, and I'm honestly disgusted by how many Bulls fans really do think that bringing in James Harden does much positive for the Bulls outside of winning some regular, more regular season games, right? The question marks around this guy aren't, like I said, great team on 2K, amazing 2K team. But in real life and practicality, keep James Harden far away from my Chicago Bulls. But all right, that being said, that's the end of the show. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, and we've been that now for two years thanks to you guys. I love you guys, man. Like I like to end every episode on, man. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.